Hello, listeners. It's truly our pleasure to have you join us for this weekly segment of our program called Hearer Voices from the People Who Bring You ICU Talks. Today, we'll take a few minutes to revisit the messages from our most recent event and dig a little deeper into the content and meaning of what we heard. So now, it's our great pleasure to begin this episode of Hear Voices. We hope you enjoy it. Well, hey, listeners. So happy to be here with you at ICU Talks Podcast. Hear Voices. We all know that I hear voices. Medication is a good thing. Right, Brother Dan? It's the best it's thing. The best. I'm so glad you're on it. Me too. This is Kim Honeycutt. You just heard the voice of my little brother, who's a gigantic six. 10 oh. muscular man. Wow, I've grown. I don't embellish Good at for all. Me. Ever, Good for me. Ever. Hi, listeners. This is Dan. The hey, sidekick, as you called me last time. You're my sidekick. Nah. I like you. I'm keeping we'll you around. Okay. You know, that's a big compliment coming from me. Oh, it is. I'm Giddy just saying. It's up. not just us here today, though. We actually should be behaving, but we don't know how. <laughs> we have an exceptional woman of God, just such a good woman. Her name is Heather O'Brien, and she is just on fire for the Lord, and she's so dedicated to her family. So, Heather, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having Yay. me. I appreciate it. So Are you really her little brother? No. Like in I'm real not. life? Okay, no. gotcha. We okay. had a better life just than checking. that. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> but he, we have this weird connection and it feels like he's a little brother i never wanted gotcha yeah yeah, yeah i didn't know i, I didn't know i was missing out kind of right back at this you. kind of behavior mm-hmm. but i didn't have a little brother mm-hmm. right so that's kind of what happens so, <laughs> there's, so I, there's some scary similarities I, there's some, there are and if he went to a honeycut reunion at the prison yard um, <laughs> he would, <laughs> fit right in he would look like them act like them the wit of okay, a honeycut gotcha. is just exceptional and um and so he's got it there i am with so, that honeycut wit yeah so we like him for that <laughs> it's not a compliment to him to me it's a compliment so anyway. so heather any questions for us yeah oh gosh <laughs> been about that kind us. of sums it up right really it's been about <laughs> us the whole time we're gonna let it be about heather now so oh. i'm gonna say this real quick so heather spoke tuesday night uh, at ICU Talks, regular monthly event, and she talked on the topic chronic hope, chronic pain. But I want to tell y'all what actually happened. You know, last November we had auditions. We had a lot of people show up to, to be a part of what we're doing. And so one woman couldn't make it to auditions but wanted to speak. She has an amazing story about her son dying, and I'm um, very sad, but that she was able to donate an an organ to a child so another child would not die mm-hmm. from the same thing. And so... Um, we got closer to the date. She said, I really just can't do it. I'm not ready. I said, that's fine. And I looked, like it's on my computer screen, Heather. I looked at the schedule because we're booked up for the year, and I saw your name. And I just knew, like, that God had done that. And you and I had not met, Mm-mm. didn't know each that's other. Right. And uh, I just knew you um, from the your, – I saw your name on the bathroom wall. Thank your you. your phone number. Yes. So, um, find all your contacts. That's where I find all my good people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I saw that and just knew that, like, it was just I contacted you and said, are you available on this date? And how you was. said, absolutely. So that's how you got on the ICU Talk stage. So can you take a second and give just, like, one or two sentences for those who may not have heard or seen you on YouTube? Sure. Yeah. Well, yes, I don't actually suffer from chronic pain. It's my husband. And um, my husband, Sean, is one of the most incredible people I know. He's the hardest working. He's the best girl dad. He's the best girl dad. I'm telling you what. Um, They go to him before they go to me, and decidedly so. He's much more calm and a logical thinker. Um, And he suffers from a really tremendous chronic pain condition that's the result of a very, very complex 
PTSD. He was abused as a little boy in a church, in a, a Catholic church on Long Island, mm-hmm. and it was really catastrophic, and he did not remember it. So for the last, oh gosh, the last 37 years, he has not known the last 27 years, he didn't, for 27 years, he didn't know about the abuse. So it's only been about 10 years before the repressed memories came back, but no one could ever figure out why his body behaved the way it did. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you were a part of this because y'all met at a young age. We did. We met in college. Right. And yep. he's this hot baseball player. Totally hot baseball player. <laughs> what did he play? Hottie. What, what Shortstop. Okay. He right. held the like, national record. I'm not even that? joking. Yeah. I'm not even joking. He right. held the national record for turn double plays and stolen bases. Mm. And he was the captain of his team and he was there on a full scholarship. He was a super elite athlete, but he played through pain. Right. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. massive, massive pain. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because we do teach athletes to not pay attention to their body mm-hmm. and to just keep going mm-hmm. and this you know as a psychotherapist the whole thing is paying attention to your body know when your knee's shaking know if you're tensioning your shoulders and the opposite is taught yes. to, to athletes to yes. pay no attention to their body right even though they use their body all the time and he was one of seven kids so it was his scholarship was his key to college right you know so yeah. he had to I mean, obviously, if he couldn't play, he couldn't play. Right. Um, but the year before he met me, he went through probably six or nine months where he almost didn't walk. Wow. Mm-hmm. But they wow. got him back out yeah. on the field, and that was yeah. his love. And there were teams that were looking for him and wanted him to come play pro ball. Right. And in our senior year, he had to say, start scouting other people because yeah. I don't think my and body's going to be able time, to do this. Through that time, the thought was it's just overtraining. Yes. Is that what it was? Overtrained. Totally right. overtrained. Right. Which is logical on some level, even though it sounds like it was, stru- it was yep. severe. But, but we also, logical. I'll be honest, he had seen specialists even then. They weren't sure if he got bit by a tick in the outfield. Mm. Did he have an undiagnosed Lyme's disease? Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been on a trip, and, and did he get bit by, did he have a parasite? Like, I mean, they really looked at everything. Right. Um, but right. it was a lot. Yeah. I know what that's all like. I've been, yep. mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's really difficult when there are so many people out there that are that have autoimmune disorders and have huge things going on in their bodies that no one can identify. Right. And what you get from doctors is, well, I'm not the right specialist for you. Or, well, you're not dying. You don't have cancer. Right. But that doesn't help you in your day-to-day. Yeah. And you look okay. And things you look like that. okay. I've that before, too. Yes, I mean, you look okay. I've actually been told I look great. But well, yeah, you do look great. <laughs> right? But and it's, and it's people like say so to Sean, demeaning. it looks, you must work out. And he's like, no, my, my arms are spasming. <laughs> like, oh, it's not right. because I've been lifting Stop weights. Right. right, exactly. Nice. Yes, right. that's exactly oh. right. Right, yeah. And that's one reason why I'm so happy that functional medicine doctors, integrative doctors, mm. are becoming more mainstream and, and just more talked about. And I'm clearly not against normal medical traditional doctors. Sure. We're not against that. But a functional medicine doctor is going to do certain test and, and spend the amount of time with you. They're not controlled well, by the hospital. But for our family, we haven't ever been able to go that route because it's cost prohibitive. Oh, it's, mm. it's, it we, is we just, so I mean, you know, we went right. to one and it was hundreds of dollars just to review his previous medical records mm-hmm. before they even made any recommendation about what to do yeah. moving forward. And we right. just, we couldn't do that. So we've never been able to go that route. I think people are wanting to because right. traditional medicine is failing them at some sure. level or they're getting a medication and I'm not opposed to medicine please do not think I am I'm just like you right I'm totally not you're glad I'm medicated I'm glad I am too <laughs> right it's, it's been hard what and that's okay got? right <laughs> we'll talk later <laughs> get you in the back of the parking lot right later, Dan. right <laughs> right but you know it's it's cost prohibitive then to go yeah. to something out of the box yes 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 and that's why you know there's so much 
GoFundMe that's legit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, part of why we named it Chronic Hope, Chronic Pain is after Monique, who started Chronic yes. Hope, and she couldn't be there Tuesday night because she's so sick. And yes. I, you know, a lot of us are starting to donate money through a GoFundMe with her right now because she's so sick. And yes. It, it just costs money to get her to the right doctors, mm-hmm. you know, and just knowing that Sean deserves to get to the right doctors. Right. You, you, yeah. you just, your whole family deserves some yeah. relief. Yeah, we're really blessed. We've got good insurance, right? So we're able to. We've got great mental health coverage. That's right. really, really good. Amen. <laughs> That's really, really good. Yeah, but right. you know, there's, there's, there's inpatient facilities that mm-hmm. he would benefit so much from right. in this healing process, this trauma healing process that yes. he's in right now. That we're really prayerful will help him release what's stuck in his muscles. Yes. How far along is he then through the recovery process? Would you um, say? I would say he's really just starting. Okay. I'm going to be really honest. Yeah. Because over the years, he's done um, lots and lots of therapy, but he's gone in and then he's come home and he said, hey, this isn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I, I don't, I'm, and I'll say, what did you talk about today? What did you do? And he'll go, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. And then years mm-hmm. later, when we were in a position Actually, we were pushed there through the Catholic Church to provide a ton of medical documentation, and he went back to every therapist and every psychiatrist and everyone he'd worked with, and they wrote summary letters, and he said out loud things there that he didn't he repressed before he got to the driveway. Uh-huh. So the that problem was very common. He very he what he never thought he was getting anywhere with his treatment because he didn't remember right. when he got home what he was right. doing. The, the protector came back on. It, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, so now we're doing it together. Oh, that's great. So, so I what, go with him. And that's part of why, like, you're on the stage and not Sean, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we don't generally let people get on the stage and tell someone else's story, right? Like, we want people right. to share their story. But this is It's your my story. story. And I, it took me a story. long time to get be okay with that. Right. It took me a long time to be okay with that. This is, this is my story, too. Yes. I mean, we've yeah. been together since I was 20. And I just turned 47. Right. And it's my kid's story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so that's why story. Kim's yeah. older than all of us, by mm. the way. <laughs> and better looking. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go there. One of those facts is true. That's right. <laughs> Something in this is true. You're about to get hit. That's true. <laughs> so really, it's so much of it is, is just... Uh, you know, just figuring out how to take care of yourself and, and, and how to let this be that you're, this is a marriage result. Like without him having the right, you know, can relationship with you, there's no safety no. in exploring all of this. Right. So can I get into my selfish questions yeah. real quick? You can ask anything you want. We're, we're wide open. <laughs> um, okay, so... Did the did the treatment path that he's on right now begin when it was found that his neurons had fused? No. No. There's okay. really not a lot we can do to see that. There, okay. Yeah. Because I'm having an MRI on Wednesday to, for people to pray for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, absolutely. There we go. And so I was wondering if that's something I should say. Hey, look look for anything like fused. Well, I but, think I you know, and I'm not I'm not a neurologist, nor am I a psychiatrist or a therapist at all but you know I've been immersed in this for an awfully long time sure. and and what we know about the neuroplasticity of the brain and when the brain is actually forming Sean was 10 and 11 when he was being repeatedly raped and sodomized by a priest and he was serving at his cathedral school mm-hmm. so he was walking to the 
the cathedral for the lunchtime, noontime masses during the school week. And, you know, it was an honor if you got kept later. And he, so over and over during that two-year time frame when he was 10 and 11, those neurons literally that were firing together were wiring together. And that was mm. what was happening at that mm. time. The same way if you're reading to your children every night mm. and they're experiencing playing in the dirt and they're experiencing being in the woods and building with blocks, their neurons are, are forming to make their brain who it is. So that's what actually ended up happening for him. Okay. And that's the only way we can explain this out. Once, we, once he had a clue that the abuse actually happened was when everything kind of fell into place. His family doctor that he'd been seeing for 20 years was in tears and said, I've taken your file. It's over a thousand pages. Wow. I've taken your file home so many times for the weekend and I've just, because I, I haven't been able to help you. He said, I had an inkling there might be some trauma, but y you have to be careful suggesting that because, right. you, you know, people you don't want to open that can of worms for somebody. It has to come from right. themselves. And I really think God gave his memory to him in the timing he wanted it oh, to absolutely. be. Oh, absolutely. It's perfect timing. So he really okay. dove into his treatment. It was um, it was about a year ago that he said, I really feel like the Lord's putting it on me to share this story because only our family knew, really, and a couple of close friends. Right. So we're walking around with this massive secret. And not that everybody needs to know your junk, but it's significant. Mm -hmm. And it's impacted mm -hmm. us financially, and it's impacted us mm -hmm. socially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, every way. Mm -hmm. And so he said, I feel like the Lord's putting this on my heart. I'm supposed to do something with this. And I went, well, duh. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. you know, right. uh, we know God well enough now. It. it really was. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we became part of a real relational church about 10 years ago, which has been life altering for us. And so he, I said, what about celebrate recovery? Should you? And he said, no, it's, I think it's supposed to be bigger than that. And I don't know what, mm -hmm. and that's right. where this idea for the foundation happened when the whole grand jury um, came out in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And Sean said, this is it. I'm supposed to do something publicly with this. And that's wow. where the whole idea for the foundation came about. Yeah. And then working to even get that rolling, it's not 501c3 yet. We're not at that. We're not even at that point quite yet. Right. But people started to reach out and he started to really actually start to interact with other survivors because they couldn't understand how he had a relationship with the Lord. They couldn't mm -hmm. understand how our marriage was intact. They couldn't understand how he was alive. Yes, even. absolutely. And um, just hearing their stories really triggered him and he didn't walk for a long time. Like it really impacted his body. So that was the point where we really said, it's time. Mm. We, we really, it's time now to right, do this. Right. So what's tell... Tell our viewers the purpose of, because I know Sean's heart's big, your heart is gigantic. Yeah. What's, what's the hope and the mission of this new foundation? Sure. The foundation is called From Darkness Into Light Foundation, and it actually is um, named, actually, it, yeah, it's, but the website for it is www.fromdarknessintolight.faith, which right. I think is awesome because .org and .com were taken and .faith was not. I think that's fantastic. I love it. Um, and so the mission, it's a, it's a multifaceted mission. Um, we want to offer resources for people who don't know where to turn and what to do. Our goal long-term down the line is to maybe have people in each state that can help facilitate services for people within their states. Mm -hmm. Because for us, even finding a therapist is so overwhelming. Right. It's hard to tell your story again. Right. It, you know, it's hard to start over. I mean, he mm -hmm. was with a psychiatrist that he didn't love for years, but it, he was too overwhelmed by the idea of starting again. Right. Some sure. therapists are difficult to work with, too. Just wanted to put that <laughs> 
yes. <laughs> and some are amazing. And yeah. ranked second best in the Charlotte area. Right, right. So, clearly, you're looking at me, little brother. <laughs> so I, I, so that's one of the missions. We'd also like to have a really large um, clearinghouse of resources for spouses of people with PTSD because there's nothing. Like, there's right. a little bit. Sean has actually been doing some searching for me and found a couple things online online forums and stuff but there really is not a lot for the spouses of people that have Mm -hmm. this type of PTSD Mm -hmm. there's also no other foundation out there that's run by a survivor who's not angry and bitter at the church right Mm -hmm. I will tell you that's what struck me the most about hearing you but also just being able to look in Sean's eyes and talk to him is that people truly walk away from God they do because their car got keyed yes Mm -hmm. Not the fact that they were raped by a priest. Yes. And so when you have a personal relationship with Jesus, it doesn't become about other people. But mm. it's also so understandable for people to walk away. And, and to that point, can I ask, have your families walked away from the Catholic Church? And, and if they haven't, are you like, oh, well, you um, should? Well, my family wasn't Catholic. I okay. grew up in Protestant churches okay. in small towns that were not Southern Protestant churches by any stretch of the imagination. So it was in Vermont and, you know, in other places. So not the the kind of um, forward-thinking, you know, churches that we have here, very traditional services. Um, And I became Catholic when I, when Sean and I were engaged. I was excited to meet a guy that wanted to go to church. And I felt like, you know, I felt like, you know, we pray to the same God. We believe, he's not asking me to, you know, kneel a direction and five times a day and pray a different direction. It felt within my scope, you know, right, and I every, right. everybody's is their own, but that it felt within my scope. So I did a full year program called RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, mm-hmm. when we were engaged. And so mass was always part of our life, but um, it, it was hard when we told his parents that we were going to leave the church. And it was about two years after they found out about the abuse. And... Um, his his dad was very very supportive right away and his mom it took her a little bit mm. she right. really said you know right. you receive your grace every week by taking the body and blood in the communion and i as a teacher said no that's not true right. <laughs> jesus didn't say that you know there are some things that were imposed along the way um politically you yes. know to not yes. lose membership right. and to not lose yeah. tithing funds in the 1500s and the, you know wow. what i mean and yeah. so that was kind of important and we we knew we had to we didn't feel safe so yeah. they have not. Sean's family, um, most everyone is still Catholic. His dad is actually still the altar server for the 6 a.m. Mass wow. at the same oh, wow. cathedral. Wow. wow. Uh-huh. And, wow. and um, he's 86, and wow. he walks there every day. Yeah. It's his decision. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's all there. And, and you know, we have it didn't it wasn't a fit for us but that doesn't mean somebody That's else right. can't be fed so right. deeply there sure. well i just i just have to say this like my respect for you just in sean just deepened so much because when i look at struggles i've had other people their struggles they they can't even tell somebody hey don't text me after 10 o'clock mm-hmm. because they're so scared they're going to upset the person and you all sat down with his parents and said Here's mm. our truth. What you do with it is what you do with it. But we've made our right. decision. Right. We have personal relationship with Jesus. That's yeah. that's how you live. That's that's grace. Yeah. That's what grace and, is. And honestly, it's way more about our relationship with Christ than it is where we walk Absolutely. in the building for us. Amen. Uh, you know, and I mean, I can get into what I agree with within that organization and what I don't, things I believe in and that I don't. Right. But 
you know, unnecessary, that, right? Totally, <laughs> right. totally. It's not even, it's yeah, not, not even, but it. you know, yeah. a lot of my nieces and uh, a couple of my nieces are actually listening to our church services now. Oh, that's great. Um, they're going online on the weekends to yeah, listen. And, that's great. Yeah. So slowly, yeah. you know, if, and if, and if we can be a guide in that way, mm-hmm. right. that's what we want to do. I mean, yeah. we spent a long time really angry and I did a Bible study a couple of years ago that talked about forgiveness and it's such an abstract term. You know, forgiveness is such an abstract term, but this Bible study put it in a realm that made sense to me, and I shared it with Sean. Um, And I can't tell you Sean's working from a full place of forgiveness, and I can't tell you I am either, quite honestly. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. But this really said, you know, if you are living with unforgiveness, you're taking God off the throne. You're taking Christ off the throne. Mm -hmm. It's his job to pass judgment. It's not ours. And so if I am holding someone in unforgiveness, not only is it keeping me feeling awful and it's not doing a darn thing to them, but it's, it's giving, it's taking God out of his place and elevating me to his status. And that's, that judgment is not mine to give. That helped you to, and it has, yeah. And we had to be freed. We had to, we had to be freed. Right. Right. And for most people to get to forgiveness, there's anger. There's, oh my gosh, there's kicking and screaming to people can say they forgive and doesn't mean that that they know how to walk that out. Yeah. There might be people at the cathedral, uh, St. Agnes Cathedral on Long Island that are a little scared of me. I guess. We've got, you know, they're, well, I was a little scared of you when I met you. Well, I'm still nervous. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I've been called a formidable well. opponent. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I love that term. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out to wrap this up that, um, when you and I met mm-hmm. and we got to hang out at a coffee shop, which yeah. is great. Love spending time with you. We talked about CBD oil. We mm-hmm. talked about some holistic stuff. And I told you that, you know, and for me, it's very cathartic because I started juicing because mm-hmm. I don't care about nutrition. It's, and that's part of my childhood, Dan. It's a ramification of my childhood. Okay. It all comes back to your childhood. Fair it all comes back. All right. <laughs> so that you talked about Juice Plus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know you're not here to plug that. I just want to say that is part of Sean's recovery and your recovery and your financial recovery. It is. It has been. So this company is called the Juice Plus Company, and it's not juice. It's fruits and veggies that are grown clean and picked when they're ripe from small and mid-sized farms around North America, and then they're washed and they're thrown in a mixer and they're ground up. So, you know, it's a step above juicing because you've got the skin and the seeds and the peel and the greens and all that stuff. And it gets ground up and then dried out and then crushed and encapsulated. So it's an easy way to do juicing because we can't afford all that different type of produce every day. And so I heard about it actually when um, the same week my dad was diagnosed with cancer and Mm -hmm. Sean was in terrible shape and his immune system was shot. He was always sick. Um, and I was 20 years exhausted as a special education teacher running a private tutoring practice on top of teaching. Right. And our family was, you know, nobody ever had clean underwear and we were eating rais- raisin bran for dinner most nights. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kim can relate. We were behind in our <laughs> mortgage, like right? Like we were behind on our mortgage. We were upside down financially for years. Right. And this company came into my view and I needed to figure out how to get it into my family mm. quick. Right. And so for Sean, it was a matter of, of quality of life. For my dad, it was life and death. And it really has made a solid impact. And so I aligned with this company because I felt like I had a responsibility to let people know that there's a stupid, simple way to get fruits right. and veggies in your body. Right. And children are free. And so when adults children are free, children buy, are free. You can get children in your body. Children so, cost like fifty thousand dollars. I know, a year. right? Not right? In free. <laughs> not in pill <laughs> Not in pill <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so when a grown up is is taking juice plus and swallowing the capsules or eating the chewables, a child 
up through age 26, as long as they're in college, can get it for free for up to four years. Wow, that's great. So that's what we did. I aligned myself with the company and locked arms, and we've been on this journey of simplicity. So a couple years into that, I left teaching, and a year or two after that, I, I reached the top position in the company, and we have wow. full benefits Amen. and Amen. tuition re- support, Amen. tuition reimbursement for part of the girls' college, and... I, I work about 20 hours a week, and it's really been beautiful. And so I now yeah. I help other people build strong businesses with right. this right. where we lock arms. Yeah, I mean, that's just such an act of faith because, mm-hmm. like, you saw the benefits of something, and nobody would tell you that that was the right path. Right. And that you, you knew spiritually right. it was the right path. I, I really did because it's nothing but plants, but I did see the research. And that's a big issue in our country. In our right. country, we do not – properly regulate research or regulate supplements and vitamins but this right. this these silly capsules have 38 published clinical research right. studies on them right. done independently and published well you so, know if i'm going to take something healthy i have to research it for a year you should but it, you hand me a big mac i'm just going to eat i know it. that's typical mm-hmm. right? welcome to our yeah, welcome to america, america. <laughs> welcome to america yeah yeah that's exactly right that's exactly but that's good we want people yes. to do that you should be doing that's that. right that's right well i want 30 more minutes with you i know we yeah. have to wrap this I know up i have I love, all these questions well still, we can but, keep talking afterward has that yes i'm so sorry that we have to close this down but i do want to say this that you know it's proven that 80 percent of autoimmune and other types of medical disorders are psychosomatic what psychosomatic means is that it is born through trauma it resides in the body and it becomes a legit real medical crippling Mm -hmm. disorder Mm -hmm. and so if if you're struggling please find the right therapist find the right doctor find juice plus hang out with somebody like my little brother dan who just makes me so happy to be around (laughs) please don't stop don't stop there's chronic hope for anybody who's got chronic pain yep and just please keep walking the path of christ even if you're just doing a little bit of gratefulness every day and saying thank you that i breathe in one more day um can i share my website for juice plus in case anybody wants to hear about that well here's the thing if you know somebody if you've got somebody in your life that's been telling you about this and you've been poo-pooing them and shoving them off call them like that's important there you go it's more important that you get it in your body i don't care where you you get it from if it's your mailman or your golden retriever (laughs) but if you don't know anyone and you want to learn more um, my website is www.growingwith.juiceplus.com and I'm happy to answer questions or head you toward the right person to do that that is fantastic yeah. so Sean's got his website he's got a foundation yep. they can check that out and also you've got the juice plus yes. website people check that out and so everyone just keep listening be exactly who you are the enemy wants you thinking that that you are not worthy if I'm the right doctor you're not worthy if I'm the right therapist and I know the truth and that I know who he says you are. So just keep on fighting the good fight. That's right. Let him know not today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks for having All me. All right. Thanks Thank you, Heather. I love you. Yeah, no Bye problem. Bye, little brother Dan. See Peace out. Thanks again for joining us. ICU Talks is a mental health ministry founded on God, education, validation, and community. ICU Talks hosts live events that occur on the third Tuesday of every month allowing people to come forward to share their authentic stories involving mental health in front of a live audience. Please subscribe to our podcast, and we'd be very pleased if you would leave us positive and uplifting comments. Keep in mind, all original ICU Talk sessions are available on YouTube. And for more information, please go to icutalks.org. It's been a pleasure having you join us today.